0: Oh gosh. It's like OnlyFans. We're, we're live on the internet. Or it's like, what's that other uh what's that other site that we used to use like in the sixth form? What was it called? Uh, can I just
1: Can I just put a little disclaimer out, Jacob? I've never
0: used OnlyFans. Oh, what? you're a liar. Everyone, everyone's, uh, what's other everyone's site used, used OnlyFans.
1: Use... Uh. You you've made it sound all smatty.
0: Oh. oh well, I mean, would you expect anything less from the drunken transfer?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's well, a
0: seamless segue into. Um...
1: Well, well, welcome to the Drunken Transfer, episode nine. Game week eight should be game week seven. We've been two game weeks behind for the, every episode that we've done so far, but of course, uh, we haven't come to you in a little while now, uh, and that's because game week seven was a right old mare, and it's thrown the FPL matrix into overdrive. Really, um, Jacob? How? If... I mean, you, you smashed game week. Six. Episode I can't eight, eight, which we remember it Finn
0: it feels like an age go I mean if you're anything like me you've not stopped crying since game week 7 you know was called off and that's got nothing to do with the death of the monarch it's just because you know I've been going cold turkey from my fancy football So, we- the um, I was on a tra- train the other day and um, I was you know doing my last minute tinkering to, to my team and it, in the game week they ended up being cancelled and you know rule number one of being a British citizen is that you never speak to anybody on a train You know, you're you're meant to just not make direct eye contact or anything like that. But the bloke next to me, the minute he saw me checking my fancy football team engaged me in about an hour-long conversation about the intricacies of, you know, £4 million enabler defenders and all that jazz. So... It's Brilliant. it's like a disease. Ten million of us now, ten million fancy football players out there in the wild.
1: Incredible, really, absolutely incredible. Well, that's quite nice, you know, engaging engaging with
0: the FPL. It's not nice. It's socially <laughs> debilitating. It's horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and, I, mean, uh, I obviously guess the, the the big old elephant in the room, Finn, is that this is a bit of a new experience for us, isn't it? Because um, it certainly is. Yeah, know, we we haven't, we're not we have these te- technologically savvy like Twitch streamers or anything like that, but we thought. And doing something fresh for, for game week eight and uh, coming on to the interwebs to share what little insight we have to offer with you guys live from the mouth of babes, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. Um, we are We are live and kicking.
1: Yeah, and, and it's uh, T-minus 25 minutes till the Game Week 8 deadline as well. So if, if, if you're going to take any of our advice, it's going to be incredibly last minute. Um, but if you are still wondering what to do with your wild cards and your free hits, of which many people have uh, used as chips this week, spoiler, Jacob, you used one, and spoiler, me, I uh, have used one. You've ruined so... the
0: suspense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I have I've, 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 I've spoiled it, but yeah, I guess what it means is although we didn't have a game week seven, this game week now game week eight with three fixtures postponed uh, is you know I, I guess a bit of a a bit of a wild card in itself for FPL
0: players. Yeah, I um, I was in two minds because I had I think it was between five or six players missing for this coming week, and I thought to myself, you know, ideally. I'd be wildcarding after the international break because we know that's going to be a bonanza of injuries and all the rest. But um, after comparing my drafts for a Game Week 8 wild card and a Game Week 9 wildcard, the two weren't actually that dissimilar. And yeah. um, I just figured, you know, where, in a week where I would be having to play literally all of my very, very you know, slim and scant bench, I just thought I'd pull the trigger. I was always targeting a Game Week 8 wildcard anyway. And... Um, quite happy with what I've managed to wrestle up
1: well, I'm, I'm really interested to see, of course, you mentioned on our last episode two weeks ago now, Mental, um, that uh, you thought that I uh, may have fallen into the same trap that I had last season where I'd played me chips too early. And I did use my wildcard in game week six and it didn't really come off. Uh, I had a double Chelsea, uh, Raheem Sterling, Reese James, which is now really kind of been two picks that have been thrown into flux uh, with the managerial changes going on. On there, um, but of course, with all these fixture postponements now, I'm sort of looking over my shoulder rather enviously at you, who has now cut the the gap between us to just two points, and thinking, yeah. "Shit, I, I, I should I should have saved my wild card till later because um, at the moment, uh, it, I think you are uh, probably in the more advantageous position."
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, for, for, for someone who is notoriously impatient in their day-to-day life. You know, you having lived with me for two years is the best place to to testify to that. For someone who is prone to knee-jerk and rash decisions, you know, when it comes to, I don't know, love, money, renting a house. (laughs) Um, In fancy football terms, I'm a little bit more, I don't know, reserved. And And I'm glad that I've kept my wild card until this week. I really am because I wouldn't know what I'd be doing otherwise. I mean, I know... If you're going to take a hit on a week like this, it's not as much of a big deal as it would be in a regular game week. Because, you know, when you consider that a few of your players are going to get zero points anyway, taking a minus four for a player that's guaranteed to get you two points instead of zero is basically it's like taking a minus two. Look at me, I'm like Carol Vorderman over here, you know, like <laughs> you doing, doing all the, the <laughs> maths. Yeah. so. um um, I think for a lot of people it's going to be wild card and free hit season. I think the free hit person is more valuable in a double game week. Well, but um, in terms of forward planning, it's, you know, wild card, you know, you need to be careful not to treat it as a free hit because there are a couple of my picks that I think are going to be better outside of game week eight moving forward. And... Um, and yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting times to be.
1: I think that I think yeah, in terms of the the, the free hit that I've got into, and we'll yeah. go into that shortly. Um, I, from my perspective, I'm, I completely agree with you. It's certainly a lot better to use when you have got a double and you can prioritise. You know, the the, the big teams when they've got decent fixtures, like if a city have got a Bournemouth and a Fulham, or you know, in, in within a couple of weeks. But like you. Um, because of my wildcard, because I brought in those two Chelsea assets and I still have two Liverpool assets, um, I sort of had no other choice but to free hit this week because I think I only had between six or seven assets. And even though everyone really had two uh, free transfers this week, that wasn't going to cover it. Um, So I've had to bite the bullet early um, and, 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 and play my chip, which I'm not too happy about. But I think it, it's a necessary evil right now. Um, we're going to put the Game Week fixtures up on screen uh, for you. Of course, it's Aston Dillett, Look at this, the technology. <gasps> I know. Oh. I, know I, can't, I, I, I made this. I'm such a proud dad. Uh, <laughs> um, I yes. like how this
0: is like the very limit of your... Um... Of of the, he is literally delimited by technological doing a live efficiency. Yeah. Of, of the fixtures <laughs> for the weekend.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> um, Jake, should we go into a little bit into the details of your wild card and what we would yes. advise um, as decent picks for people if you are thinking of wildcarding uh, and you've got any more last-minute changes to make over the next 20 minutes or so?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, if, if anyone's like me and you're a last-minute merchant, you would be agonising about this overnight. I mean, I um, it's... It's one of those where the, being on a wild card, you never just wild card and settle for your first wild card draft. It's almost like being back in like July, August sort of time. In that you know you, you, I've seen a lot of people like FPL general putting up polls on Twitter this week saying like combinations of two players, like oh should I have like Jesus and Saka? No, like what was it? Like Jesus and Bowen, or like Saka and Tony? You know, like sure. decisions like that are like. Can, can potentially be like a bit of a make-or-break. So I've been sweating over a couple, of, a couple of bits, but it's kind of, for me, come back to the whole age-old debates about how many premiums do you go with and also about team structure in terms of pricing because so, the more uh, exciting, the um, more what, exciting drafts I've sort of steered clear of because I thought it would be inflexible in the long run. What
1: sure. What I, I want to hear what premiums you have gone with because I, I, I mean you and I were having this discussion on the last episode. Of can you go without Mo Salah or not? And I have gone without mm. Mo Salah um, in my uh, in my wild card. Uh, the fact that of course Liverpool uh, are not playing this week and you have wild suggests you're not going to have a thirteen million quid option on the bench. So what premiums have you gone with? I'm, I'm guessing Holland has to be part of the team, but then is the is De Bruyne there as well?
0: Yeah, I've been a staunch defender of Salah right up until the last, right? Like, and, and also, like, I mean, up until I've wildcards, I, I was one of these people that are still on the, the double Liverpool defence wagon as well, You know, with Robertson, who was ruled out till October, and, sure. and Trent as well. So the, the fact that none of the three make an appearance in this wildcard probably speaks volumes. Actually, the, the closest to making the cut for me was probably Trent, who would have had to have been benched this week. But in the wow. end, he made way as well. So it's, it will be so no, no really, Liverpool. really, difficult to get him back in. No Liverpool. I've gone no wow. Liverpool
1: in the World Cup. That's huge. I mean, I think that's the, I think that's the thing about wildcarding right now. Is the only glimmer of hope that I've maybe got, really, is that um, the fact that my team's going to be reverted to normal this time next week means that, you know, if Liverpool, if Chelsea end up having a little bit more of an upturn in form, which, you know, Graham Potter coming in it could happen for Reece James and Raheem Sterling and you know Liverpool it's not going to be mm. it's not going to be rubbish forever uh that i might end up profiting from slightly more differential picks when it comes to the likes of uh, Trent and and and, and Luis Diaz so talk us through then who yeah. have you got in goal
0: uh in goal i think the obvious pick for most people is going to be Nick Pope uh, well that's me, a that's a, a, that is a snap. saves yeah, yeah, because it has to be Pope, because he um, he's he's one that I was kind of jealous of people having, like even prior to me getting in Sanchez. Um, Sanchez, who would have been on a blank fixture this week anyway, but I think of course. Pope moving forward is is the obvious pick for me, because he's got fixtures on his side. He's playing Bournemouth, Fulham and Brentford in his next three. And, to all intents and purposes, he's probably been the best keeper so far this year. And you know, I still think he represents value at 5.2 mil. He, annoyingly, he went up in price last night before I could get him in because I've literally what guarded today. Oh, really? the decision was coming down to the wire. Yeah, which is annoying. But um, no, I'm pretty happy with Pope and goal. Um, I've actually gone for the Newcastle double up in defence because uh, Pope's a new addition to my back line. But Kieran Trippier, who I got in before the the pause in fixtures, uh, was really happy with his first week for me In his first time out he got uh, an eight points against Palace, so... Uh, he's made the cut. He's a popular pick. He's, he's a popular boy, as old Kieran. He's on 45.5% ownership, and I'm one he, of them.
1: He has been absolutely rocketing up recently. And actually, there's um, because of the amount of people that have been wildcarding uh, this week, there have been... Uh, it, it's rumoured uh, from fantasyfootballfix.com there's going to be a lot of price rises and falls tonight. And, spoiler, uh, Kieran Trippy is one of those. He's looking to um, go up tonight to 5.4. So having him in is, uh, I, I think... Pretty uh, wise from your perspective. And Newcastle against Bournemouth. I mean, it's it's as big of a shoe in as a clean shoot you're going to see. Newcastle have not given away many chances recently.
0: No, and uh, I actually, strangely enough, I saw a couple of people uh, flirting with the idea of this, but I just like uh, regular FPL knowledge over these has taught me that it's a bad idea, no matter the team. Some people are going for the Newcastle triple up because he yeah, so for a, for a little while, I had Fabian Cher alongside Tripp. You weren't yeah, considering
1: a triple up, surely not?
0: I know, it's, um, but I, I feel like at four point seven, you know, with Cher being one of the most nailed people in that Newcastle team, I don't think there are many better defence in the league at the moment. And obviously, I didn't follow through with it because I'm a coward, and also <laughs> um, I, I feel like tripling up on entity. Two- if tripling up on any team is usually a bad idea. I mean, even when Chelsea's defense a couple of years ago was as brilliant as it was, the minute I got on like the Mendy, um, Mendy James, and I think I had someone else in their battle, I just I, it felt very restrictive, you know, yeah. to have not just the the triple up but three defensive assets. So uh, I just stuck with a two in the end. But I'm quite happy with my Pope and Trippier picks. My other two are more sort of traditional FPL picks, if you like, and that Cancelo stayed in for me.
1: Makes sense uh, because
0: he. Is a no-brainer. I mean, that assist for Holland in midweek in the Champions League was just pure sex. And you just um, knew as soon as as
1: soon as City no, won an equalised midweek, it was it, they were always going to do it. But the goal to win it was just immaculate. Yeah,
0: yeah, just uh, fantastic. And and from a fancy point of view, he's been ticking along this season. He's in, he's in over half of teams. You know, he's he's already had two double-digit hauls, and you know, I fully expect that to continue against Wolves. And and uh, my third defensive pick um, because I've, I've had a rejig from my five back from last week to a three back this week gone for a 3-4-3 three, three. spoilers um, likewise I've, there you go it seems to be the new wildcard template really because of the because- emergence of the, the strikers you can't ignore the value strikers like Tony Isak and and Mitchell, I, I, like I completely agree what
1: I think is quite funny though is the fact that you and I aren't we're not even living together anymore that's a, another change over the last two weeks since you'll have heard us and we still I miss you already hide, you know my heart I know but we still have mine we have clearly, we're
0: completely with yeah. three
1: for three I've also on my free hit spoilers Pope Trippier Cancelo so I'm interested to hear who's your last defender What well,
0: shall we make it shall we make it four for four Because this is actually one of, this was the last position to be decided for me. So I'd I'd nailed down 10 picks out of 11 in my starting lineup. Right. And in the end, I went for somebody that I've been enviously eyeing up all season. I thought his time might have come and gone, but I've banked on him anyway. It's Ivan Perisic.
1: So you know what, mate? We were going to be four for four. And I've made a, I changed last minute and I regressed back to the Tottenham defender that I already have in my team, still on my free hit, which is Emerson Royale. The only reason why right. I did that is because I didn't realise that Pericic played the full 90 midweek uh, and he hasn't mm. been playing the full 90 in many Premier League games at the moment. Uh, you know, Sessignon has either been coming on or occasionally starting. And so I thought there is a slight rotation risk there and I thought. Be a coward. Take the coward's way out. Just stick with Emerson Royale, who's, I, I think, oh, Doxie will go and play now, or Jed Spence. Uh, I think he's slightly more nailed on. But I, I, I think if Perisic does play against Leicester, against a leaky Leicester defence, you could be rolling in the points.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's just one of these... Players with a massive ceiling. All he needs is an assist or a goal, and you know he's he's going to be well up in the bonus points. And to all accounts, he's played more than I would expected him to play this season already. Yep. He's featured in every game, even if it's off the bench. And I just feel like with with a player like Perisic, who is to all accounts a winger, you know the the attacking returns are always going to be there. It's just about you know catching them at the right time. And like you, I'd flirted with the idea of getting in a Spurs defensive asset that wasn't Perisic. Yeah, I mean Davinson Sanchez did wonders to me at four point four as a bit of a fruity pick, you know, prior to this week. But also on my mind was was Emerson Royale, who I think would be, you know, a safer pick. He's played ninety minutes in every game this season, and and Cessignon, Brian Cessignon, had a brilliant game week in game week six. So
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. There's it, the, the minute we know more about Spurs defensive assets. I think you know that it's kind of subject to change. But for now, Perisic is my man.
1: I think Perisic is a good one on the wildcard. Were there any other defenders who people could look at um for you uh on the wildcard outside of the, the three that you've gone for? I mean, I think that it's it's interesting the three four three is the template that people seem to be moving um towards. But if anyone's got any, you know, thoughts or sort of kind of conflictions in the final ten minutes or so, have you got any other sort of budget, decent options mm-hmm. that you think could be um could be worth a a, a shot?
0: Well, it's, it's not a budget pick, but the, the one premium defender I'm gutted to be leaving actually, and it might be a bit of a pain for me to, to wrangle back in at some point. I'm a bit gutted to dispense with Rhys James. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it, not I was, playing this
1: weekend, but yeah, I mean, it, it, one that you might look at getting back in. Do you think?
0: Yeah, I'd 100 because I'm more likely to get in get back in Rhys James than I am the likes of Trent Alexander Arnold, honestly, because. I still just think at, you know, six point whatever he is is now is he's um still I think if, if Potter can play him in more of a you know and a, his natural wing back role going forward, because they started steadily in the Champions League this week. I yeah. still think James is is fantasy gold. Um in terms of if Perisic doesn't play this week, I knew I needed a four million pound enabler on the bit on the bench to to come in for him. I mean, even though he's likely to come off the bench and I really really, really flirted with the idea of um of west Ham's emerson Palmieri. uh yeah I mean,
1: we were talking about him last week, weren't we i mean as, a, as four mil uh, it's such a great budget option, but if Aaron Crestwell's back, which apparently he is will he will he play
0: well that's it, and it I think he's this this came into my decision making process in the end, I opted against him because the the most nailed four point one um, four million pound defender this season so far by by country mile is Nathan Patterson for Everton, who I know you identified early doors as being, you know, one to keep an eye Woo. on. But um, he's played you know ninety minutes in every game for Everton and gets very high up the pitch. So yeah. even though Everton are rank and fuck um, Frank Lampard, um, <laughs> Nathan Patterson <laughs> is the man that is going to be coming in for Perisic if um, if needs be. But you know, fairly happy with him being my my budget pick on the bench. Yeah,
1: I think it's a shout. Let's hear about the midfield. What have you gone for? So you've gone for four. uh, De Bruyne?
0: This is probably the department where there's been the most rejigging. Yeah. Because I couldn't overlook De Bruyne anymore because if if Salah was coming out as he has, it has to be for De Bruyne because he's been overshadowed a little by just how brilliant Haaland's been this season. But his numbers are astounding, as you'd expect from from De Bruyne. And, you know, he, he is... The obvious pick. Um, the the, the point that you were making as well, the... of course,
1: re- regarding um, Holland De Bruyne, as you said, you thought it was crazy that people were thinking about getting De Bruyne in over Holland, but having the pair of them together, I mean, mm. if if City yeah. are firing, which there's no reason to suggest they wouldn't be again, it could be quite scary the points you'll end up accruing.
0: I'm just waiting for that. The first time that the fancy football. Um, Twitter account tweets the words goal, haul and assist, De Bruyne when I own them both. That would just be absolutely delightful. And um, yeah, on on the mantelpiece, that is my midfield. He is the beautiful golden candlestick that the rest of the midfield is structured around. So I'm very excited to finally be a De Bruyne owner. I know it's taken eight game weeks, but it's it's finally here. And um, the rest of it, it actually is... uh, You're going to say I'm a massive, massive hypocrite. Because you remember, oh, you uh, love being ago, a
1: hypocrite, though. You love being a hypocrite when you put your teams together. You go, no, these options are rubbish, they're rubbish. And then the week later, you get them in, and then they go and score you 15 points.
0: Well, it's weird, because it's it's less of me actually being a hypocrite, more of me just being a flip-flop, like a contrarian. <laughs> because um, do you remember I started the season with a certain Leon Bailey? And then got he got absolutely back. tanked in price. Um, he, he tanked he in tanked price. He was feature off the bench a couple of times. He tanked my rank. He hurt me. He broke my heart. He's <laughs> back in my team at four point wow. seven million. He's a um, good budget. Only because he, he's well. No, but I've been I've been burnt before by this, right? But he he is actually playing more minutes now. He seems more settled in Gerard's team. It does uh, he got an eight pointer last time out? Best for the season. Still relatively um, low owned at seven point six percent, but main selling point for him too was the fact that he's now like even more of a budget option being as cheap as he is at 4.7 but also his fixtures are delicious you know yeah. in his next three he plays Southampton Leeds Forest and then barring Chelsea you know you've you've got Fulham Brentford Man United even expect him to get a hat-trick there <laughs> um, so um, you know cautiously I feel like Leon Bailey's role in my team has changed like before I expected him to like work wonders and now he's like firmly my like you know sort of there to make up the numbers pick but that's fine like he, he you know he's there to do a job I
1: think I think again for 4.7 the, the, that's that's fine though really I mean you can afford to bench them against um, Man United against Chelsea because you know that he frees up other funds in your team uh, so he's starting against hmm. Southampton is he for you
0: He is, and and Southampton are real Jekyll and Hyde team. Like on their days, Southampton are. are brilliant. But equally, uh, like, can, it would not I, surprise me to see Villa come out on top there. So. Well,
1: the only the only point I make about Villa is that you know Cash is out, uh, Carlos is out, Watkins um, may have, have got an illness, so he might be out as well. So it could be a slightly weakened Aston Villa side tonight. So just to, just to put a little bit of doubt in your head for you know five yeah.
0: minutes. Thanks, Finn. The but I really yeah, appreciate that. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like it literally the, the clock is ticking. So I'm a gun up against my head. And you're- <laughs> Uh, like chopping off my fingers one by one in some like twisted perverted hostage scenario. But, sorry, you, um, I, can't, I can't see your video.
1: Are you, are you drinking tonight? Is, is it just me at the moment? I've, I, I've been I sipping away on me vodka
0: cranberry. Well, you know, to our, as our namesake would suggest, I know we've, we've been uh, a little rubbish on the alcohol consumption recent weeks, but um, I am live streaming currently from the new flat where the only suitable receptacle for my laptop and microphone is our wine rack in our kitchen? So I've got my, uh, <laughs> I've got my dark rum, I've got my gin and uh, tea, it's, and it's kind of a bit of a, like an upmarket drunken transfer this week. We're not but like, being like your classic mens men, you know, no. drinking our pints of well, Stella ardbuyer and all that. In terms of being so, mens
1: men, no, I actually when I'm round to yours later, I have got a little delivery for you. Um, it's oh, still I, arrived, I thought I cancelled that subscription. No, but yeah, yeah, never mind. yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so
0: beers yeah, tonight, got boys. A, Cost a living as well. Like I, I can barely afford that. But what have you much. done?
1: What this. have you done? And it's, and it's recorded now. What have know, I done? Straight range. on eBay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All um, right. You've done she... the whole like show and tell thing of showing off my awful brew dog subscription to, to everyone. Like, like yeah. craft beer Twitter are going to get the pitch for pitch. Well, for yeah, I'm, I'm um, expecting right. To be so fuming. Oh, he will. He will. He's going to be watching this, going, "Oh my god!" Like. From uh, the South he's coming to visit actually this Friday, so hey. shout out um Finley Southcline. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's en route, he's in transit with, with Millie. He's the third
1: been. member of our team.
0: He's uh, also propping up the league table in, in Senior and the Membrinia, but oh, we don't talk and about and
1: He's he's changed his name as well, have you seen?
0: I haven't. What's his new name? He's
1: gone for Holland Oats, which I thought was brilliant.
0: Oh. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> it would, and also like knowing him he's going to be really like overly pleased about that
1: yeah yeah he, 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 yeah, he, he is rightfully so great name great name great pun right Jake let's get through what have you got then final two midfielders and three strikers who's in your wildcard team
0: yeah so De Bruyne obvious pick Bailey yep. budget pick Martinelli both budget and boring pick because you know everyone
1: gotta go for it though I think brilliant.
0: He's probably the best Arsenal asset to own. I mean, moment, un-
1: unfortunate not to have a season. goal against Man United a couple of weekends ago as well, and in his last game. I mean, you know, it was yeah. controversially disallowed, and it was a brilliant finish.
0: Indeed, like goes from strength to strength. Attractive fixture on paper this week away at Brentford, yeah. no brainer. He's in, um, but he's always been in. He's, he's, he's probably going to be a season keeper the rate he's going. Final midfield pick, yeah, is going to shock you. Okay. And it was kind of born out of a. a I, early in the wildcard process, I flirted with the idea of having a Haaland and Kane doubler. And you know what I was saying about price structures? And like, even though both of them are excellent, I mean, you've owned Kane and Haaland separately this season. Yeah. I very, very nearly started the season with Kane, but I've had Haaland in ever since and whatnot. I've really, yeah. really, really wanted to have. Both and I, it, like on paper, it's it's a tantalising proposition. Yeah. The only reason I didn't is it's a pain to have that much money in your attack. You know, it, especially in like a three up top because you're always going to have to spend two transfers to to redistribute. So I I I can't I can do it. I chickened out, especially yeah. when you know the likes of Isak Mitrovic Tony are all putting up similar numbers, are in rich veins of form, and are much cheaper. So I I couldn't do it. So then I thought to myself, who is Theoretically, although not in practice at the moment, the next best Spurs attacker going that isn't Kane.
1: You have got Son on your wild card.
0: I've got Kyung I've got Hyung Min Son on my wild card.
1: Wow, I mean and, we re- uh, Wow.
0: might be mental.
1: Bad form. Many people saying he's not gonna start this weekend.
0: But it's the gambler's fallacy thing where he's gotta come good at some point. Well, and you know you what, know? Jake, and you know he's what? Come I, good I, at some I, point.
1: I completely fucking agree because he's in my free hit and all so. <laughs> there
0: you go you you are a tease just teasing just just teasing you you are you are tickling my balls (laughs) Um, so he's actually my vice captain this week I know that Haaland's going to start and score a hat trick
1: I'm actually sorry can we just say there's literally one minute to the deadline and I am hovering over the captaincy button on Erling Haaland and wondering to switch it to someone else
0: Uh, right very quickly those of you at home if you're still listening uh, I've captained Haaland you've got 10 seconds forever hold your peace it's got to be Haaland right
1: or oh, Alex- Alexander Isak. It could it be Isak,
0: though? Nah, it's, it's all... Isak's not a bad shout, but you've got three seconds if you want to be that bold. And... Blackson's gone. The I did, did it.
1: I've it. I've, it. I've captained It doesn't really matter Isak. what we say from this point. I've captained you've Isak. Not. I've changed it over last minute, yeah. You've not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, not? I have. Yeah, yeah, I've just done that, yeah. yeah.
0: You're unhinged. Yeah, I've got... I've, you I've, haven't done that,
1: have you? Yeah, screw it. Captain Alexander Isak.
0: Live and exclusive. You're joking. <laughs> No, 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 show, 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 show your screen, because right. otherwise it's, you could be lying for internet. No, 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 internet I promise foul. you, I,
1: I promise you, I've just done, I've just, um, Captain Alexander Isak. Hang on, I'm gonna. No, go. I don't believe you.
0: You sh- show your phone.
1: Uh well, I tell you what, I'm gonna do. Go I'm on. gonna, um, I'm gonna share, share the screen, and then.
0: Oh, this is very exciting. That still can says. Can you see this? Wait, go on. I can see. you, Yeah, 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 yeah. This is. It's going to say the game's updated, okay. now though, isn't it?
1: I, I... Oh well, I can't. Sure yeah, you can see,
0: I... you bottled it. Is it on your phone or not? I haven't. Or are we just going to have to take yeah, your word no, for it's... it?
1: You're going to have to take my word for it. But I promise you, I have. Ben, what, you like can, you
0: can, you tell you what, you... The, the people F- at home are, can, are going to be relying on me up for up a character up. reference, and you are one of the you are one of the most untrustworthy, shifty. People but that I know, you can tweet like, out. the most individuals in Cardiff. <laughs> All right, that's that's fantastic. I mean, it'd like, you must be in a minority of ESAC captains this week, but I respect it. Um, wow, how about that? That's a headline and a half for you, isn't it? Sorry, I'm just adjusting um, my mic. Did like for the benefit of those at home? By the way, he does this every week, and it does my head in. His his mic will like flop like that. Well, he's, and uh, he... it will make a massive banging sound on the table, and then Finn will moan that he's got more to, to edit on the on on the post production. But you know, okay, right. So um, who's your last couple of
1: strikers and midfielder? Did you say your last midfielder? I got caught up in captaining Isaac.
0: Yeah, so it's De Bruyne, Usain, Martinelli, Bailey are my starting four, but equally viable to go with this week me would have been Andres Pereira because he's my first bench option he's making a mockery of his price tag every week yeah um and if you haven't got him in as your fifth midfielder and neighbor at the moment, you really ought to because he's he's brilliant and um you know almost too much of an obvious pick because I expect the majority of people to own him yeah i mean twenty six point six percent of the game own him and like if, if you're on a wild card this week. Not that you can do anything about it now, because whatever we say from this point on in the podcast is entirely redundant because of the game <laughs> we had. Uh. Yeah, we're over. But here. um yeah. Andreas Holgebaum Pereira. Did you know his his second name was Hulgebaum? Hulgebaum, that's great. Is he Nor is he Norwegian? Yeah. Scandinavian? Well, it's quite funny because if you look at his name Andreas Hulgebaum Pereira, you know, you, you'd think, Oh, well, he must have some kind of an accent in my very judgmental, you know, like fashion. But um, but no, he, he, um, he's, if you listen to him speak, it sounds like he's from South London. He's, uh, he's got like the most run-of-the-mill bog-standard British accent you've ever heard. I, and I should have so, heard um, him speak as a man. Either way, he's that. in my fantasy team and he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's the dog's bollocks. He's really, really good. So um, I'm fully expecting one of my riskier picks not to start this week and he's coming in. Would you like to hear my front three? Because I'm quite happy with it.
1: Yes, please. I would love to hear your front three.
0: So you know that I don't have Kane for reasons aforementioned. Of course. Haaland is my captain this week because obviously, because everything he touches, you know, turns to goals. He I might not get many touches, but the, the touches he did, do- I can't believe you've done that. You've let me down, you've let yourself down, you've let the mini league down, but most of all, you've let the people at home down. You know, captain, captaining Alexander Isak after watching him play precisely once in the Premier League in a week where Haaland is away to Wolves is bold. I'll give you that. It's bold. Whoops. And I usually think of you as being quite boring, but I might have to reconsider that. Spicy. Um, so, uh, yeah, Haaland's in, and then my other two attackers, uh, I have actually gone for Alexander Isak, but not as my captain.
1: Okay, so we're two for two up front um, then, because they're both in my free here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Isaac looked great in his in his debut performance. Yeah. Um, oh, I, sorry, I tell a lie. He's played more than just once, hasn't he? He's played three times.
1: I think he's I mean, played he twice it. so far. He's played against Liverpool and he's played uh, Crystal Palace, where he should have scored actually. Yeah. Last weekend, but for Not similar
0: before. reasons to to Pope and Trippier, like he's got fixtures on his side. Mm-hmm. He looks really useful. He's going to be the main man in that in that Newcastle attack. And um, third pick, I was really torn between. I know that my brother's got got Tony right, yeah. and um, Tony's you know the former attacker just been called up to the England squad for the first time. You know, oozes confidence, has settled into the Premier League, is has been like steadily returning. Um, I've I've gone for Mitrovic just so we, because we've
1: we've got the same front three then
0: because we've we've got the same front three. Yeah,
1: I've got I've got the three oh. and.
0: That was boring. So, I know. How boring.
1: And, and the, when you said that you were really pleased with your front three, I was thinking, well, I'm pretty pleased with my front three. So yeah. I'm not surprised that we've got the, 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 the same. I think they were the three obvious picks this week. I mean, Isaac against Bournemouth. He's, he's, he, you know, he, surely they're going to do something. Surely it'll be a route. Mitrovic has well, been incredible, let like you say. And and Haaland, 10 goals in, what, six games? Crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, with Mitrovic in particular... I will fully admit right now to being at this point in the season when I know it's still like a, a formative, you know, yeah. the, the league table's still taking shape and all that. I was wrong about Fulham in my initial assessment where I just thought they would relegation fodder straight up. Like their more established players have really adjusted this season in a way that they haven't previously. And Mitrovic seems, I know we both hate the phrase, but he is fixture proof to all intents and purposes. <laughs> Like um, he's 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 looked a threat against every single opponent he's faced this season. He's putting up the numbers from a fancy perspective. A I'm third sure. of the game, own him. He's only blanked in one fixture this season, and it was in that game when he uh, got sent off. Uh, no, yeah, he uh, he didn't get yeah. sent off. He missed a penalty. I knew he did, did something to get minus points. Uh, so um, yeah, it's, it, the numbers don't lie. I think for me, like it was it was a toss up between. Mitrovic and Tony. But another thing that came into it for me is that inexplicably, Mitrovic is cheaper than Tony. And for someone like me that had missed significant price rises on the wild card, the fact that he's at 6.9 million as opposed to Tony's 7.1 did also factor in at the last minute. So I'm um, quite I mean, happy with, with that. And um...
1: yeah, don't get me wrong. I think Tony is good value to go and score against Arsenal. Um, but I, I, I think Mitrovic. Is the better option overall? I know Tony's on free kicks. I know he's on penalties, but he he just seems to be. I mean, I know he's off he, forty two games goals in the championship last season. I just can't see him not stopping scoring. He, he's looked amazing against any opponent yeah. he's been up against. So I think whilst Tony is a good pick, if you can get both of them in, Tony and Mitrovic, great. But I mean, Isak's in such great form. We've um, sort of got such great fixtures, rather that I think that it's the he's he's got a big one to go for on a wild card.
0: Things that worry me are the lack of paces for a start yeah. because he's still like his ownership is still sky high. All it will take is for him to do a repeat of what he did a few weeks ago, where he you know bags you know of two goals, two assists, and all of a sudden you know your rank is going. <laughs> so um, that concerns me. But otherwise, I am happy with my front three. I mean, the you know now that it is wildcard season, I would say the main thing that's changed since game week 1 template to now mm. is the fact that we've had forward options emerge in a way that we didn't in the first week because you know when we were talking in pre-season about all oh, well you know who are the the strikers that we we would plump for you know we were still talking about the likes of bloody Undav at Brighton and i i had uh, odds on edward in like an early draft like sure. hilariously and now all of a sudden we are like spoiled for riches up top. And um, it, I think that's what's precipitated most people going to a front three and therefore a back three is, um, is that really because it, 3 4 3 has always been a popular fancy formation, but now we've got the forwards to accommodate it. So um, yeah, not, feeling happy with the structure of the, the team. Oh. Oh, you Sorry. sounded like Davros for a second. <laughs> no, it's all right.
1: It went it was... though, no, yeah, like you said, it's, it's not what you would have predicted before the season started.
0: No, but it just goes to show how quickly things can change in fantasy football too. Because you know, it's it's only been like a month or two, and all of a sudden, you know, we we've, we've, we're in a position where the standout picks are starting to like crystallize, and you know, you have the the likes of Martinelli, who is like a no brainer pick at this point, and. You know, Cancello, who people were debating, you know, going without at some point and the fact that he's, you know, in the majority of drafts. So and and also a a goalkeeper who at the start of the season I would say was an unconventional pick, you know, Pope. He wasn't really many people starting keeper, is now probably the obvious pick too. So, you know, the world the the template shifted again, and I'm glad to be sort of getting on it early with this wildcard draft. Would you like to know my fifteenth man? I would, yes.
1: So that is, this is your spare need, midfielder?
0: Oh, it, this is my third uh, bench pick. He's okay. my fifth defender.
1: Fifth defender, um, sorry.
0: Okay, um, go on then. Yeah, I, need, I needed a £3.9 million <laughs> defender because, like I said, money was tight. And in the end, I just went for the one with the best name, which is uh, Wolves's 1.1% owned defender called Yerson Mosquera yeah. Valdelamar.
1: Mosquera is a great name. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I, I, on my free hit team, I think that I was contemplating, because I, I originally had De Bruyne in there originally, um, and I was contemplating having a 39 in there. I kind of think it makes sense on a wild card if you've got two bench options that look okay to just have one that's Duff. So I, I, I think it makes sense. Would you like to hear me finish my free hit team or see if you can fill in the gaps?
0: Gosh, I'm trying to get into the head of Ben Stockton. You know, we are talking about a man who, in the deepest crevices of his brain, all he thinks about is Joe Gellhart and uh, <laughs> Brennan Johnson on, a, on, on an almost hourly basis. So, you know um, I've... In, in a way... Go on. Go on, no, no, you go on. No, I was going to say, you know what? You
1: know, I've got Pope, you know I've got... Yeah. Emerson Royale, Cancello, Yeah. Trippier. Yeah. Haaland... Isak, Mitrovic. Do you know any of my midfielders?
0: Mm, I'm try- trying to. Uh, no, I mean like bearing in mind, Finn, I'm I'm addled with dark rum, so um, <laughs> it's and it's been a long day as well. Like I mean, Christ, I had to I had to last night. I was in Reading. No, two nights ago I was in Reading watching us get spanked three nil at home to Sunderland. So you. You have to bear with me when, you know, my my cognitive powers are not once they what they once were. But um, no, gosh, let me think. I I reckon you've got. I I I reckon you've got someone. I've I've only got
1: one of you've got. I've only got in the midfield. That is.
0: Oh shit! Uh, (laughs) I reckon, I reckon you've gone for someone like Jared Bowen.
1: I haven't. I was considering Bowen, though. I didn't go De Bruyne. I left okay, De Bruyne that's... at home, even yeah. though he was in a draft. I did go for another City midfielder.
0: Oh, are you on the uh, the Will Woden wagon? I am, yeah. Yeah, that, that's Just... a very thin Stockton pick. What that's is... a very thin Stockton pick, because when I was cooped up with you during lockdown, back in the days of having like seven Premier League matches on telly a day, you you always had Phil Foden in your fancy team in a way like because back then he wasn't even that expensive and he was still like a rotation pick for Pep. So yeah. it does not surprise me at all to see you, you know, prone to to a Phil Foden dalliance. That's well, I mean, very it's you. it's only for a week
1: for a start. And he didn't play midweek against Borussia Dortmund, so I, I think he's probably in line to start with Bernardo alongside Holland, uh, especially considering how poor Mares and Grealish were against Dortmund. So I, I I think he's probably value for a goal. There's obviously also the hope that he's started to learn that he needs to pass to Holland. Uh, so yeah, I I, th- I think he could work. I've, I've also got Martinelli uh, because he, yeah. he, you just can't not right now. Um, but in the absence of Gabriel Jesus, I've gone for Bakay Saka as well.
0: Um, oh, okay.
1: Cause I think Arsenal, so. You've gone for
0: the Arsenal double up in midfield.
1: I have, yeah. I've, 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 I've doubled and up, it's... and of course, you did know my final midfielder because it's Hug Minson. So.
0: Oh yeah, of course. So like, like, the thing is for me, Finn. Here's here's the thing because I think Saka on a free hit is a more attractive proposition than Saka on a wildcard because in terms of like budget Martinelli offers the same if not more than Sackler Sure. for a more cut price price cut price price cut price price um, but there must have been a better way of phrasing that but we're live <laughs> you know so, um, so I think as an as a short term option where you're doubling up on Arsenal as opposed to just picking the standout asset yeah. I can overlook it I think that's fine Um I, Saka wasn't one that I was really considering on a wild card, but if I was free-hitting like you, then fair enough. I'm sure there are some people listening that have also got Saka in a free hit, so I shouldn't slag him off.
1: Yeah, I think it sort of makes sense. The only worry I've got is that a lot of people have got Pereira in, and I know it's strange to be worried about a £4.6 million pound midfielder, but hmm. Forest have been poor defensively, and Pereira's been on set pieces and supplying regularly for Mitrovic. So I've kind of wanted to have him in, but I kind of thought on a free hit you've got to really pile behind the the expensive options, because otherwise, why are you doing it? Even though I'm only doing it because I only had six assets this week. So, I don't know. I'm muddled. Yeah. (laughs) I'm completely muddled. Oh. Oh, I'm completely muddled. There we go
0: because you were <laughs> deep-throating your microphone, you know, no, what we well, you told you? I don't you understand need to, it. Need to, don't, what's You need going to exercise with? restraint.
1: Jacob, shall we do a little bit of roll the spice?
0: I thought you were never going to ask. You know, for the uninitiated <laughs> at home, this is our regular segment where we identify the fruitiest, most spiciest differential pick for the game week mm. in the hope that, I mean, th- this week, you know, you, you're not going to be doing it in the hopes of getting them into your own team because the game week's passed. But the theory is, if you're in a in a mini-league like at your work or, you know, your family home or in a league like we are with our mates, you get in our roll-the-spice pick in the hope of, you know, somebody coming in that's going to do well for you, but none of your mates own because Completely. they're a bit out there. You know, previous examples include Lewis Sinistera before he was good, yeah, that's right. I was on the Sinister <laughs> bandwagon before he was cool, but then like follow it up myself by getting him in my own team, and it was a source of great iron frustration for me. Um Finn's previously got in a player like Bobby Firmino the week when he got like, I don't know, like thirteen goals and seven assists in that one game. Well, I mean it was actually uh, the week
1: after that he did that, but we are oh, adding oh, up yeah, our role despise points yeah. for the next five weeks after they play, or the next five games. Because it, it's a good marker, really. Mm. I think, uh, and so, so, far so yeah, that's,
0: that's the name of the game. Is 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 that you know we, we get on that we 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 pick someone a bit louder and like you were about to say before I really cut you off. Then <laughs> um, I think you're just edging it at the moment, aren't you?
1: Yeah, only by two points. I think only by Ooh, two. It's tight.
0: Points. Yeah, tighter so. than a nats chuff. <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> fifty nine to fifty seven. <laughs> I think overall, um, our first lot of picks for you, Josh de Silva, and for me, Anthony Robinson, are now no more. They're done, uh, and it will be the last outing for Bobby Firmino and Aaron Hickey, respectively. But you've still got Raheem Sterling. Aaron Hickey was a Sterling. terrible
0: shout for me, by the way. Hickey Anthony has Hickey been the was worst a dreadful shout so far. <laughs> um, because uh, on, on paper, you know, you know, like lovely, like. Attacking fullback option just not worth the money he, and also hasn't been getting the returns.
1: He has played well for Brentford, he's been a good signing, he's just not been a particularly decent fantasy asset so far. Yeah, Maybe it's just because because kind of
0: like a timely reminder keeps. for us all that you know, a, a good player and a good performance does not necessarily translate into fancy points. It's like mm. the like classic Kante conundrum, you know. So, by the way, RIP to Anthony Robinson, who's the only person I know that spells Anthony with a double E as opposed to a Y. Um, RIP. So um, sad. Oh, well, okay. no, he's not dead. He's not dead. It's just like uh, he's, he's you know off the slate as opposed to like <laughs> he's not dead. Um, he's just off the slate as far as point scoring is concerned for this. Sure. Team. But, you know, what? I'm quite happy with my pick for this week, Finn. It's, it's well, gone. It, this is a pure fixture based pick for me.
1: Okay, Jake. Let's hear it. Who is your roll the spikes pick this week?
0: Well, I was saying to you earlier that I was considering getting Jared Bowen in my in my wildcard, right? And even though the budget wouldn't stretch in the end, because I think he's really, really expensive at over £8 million, mm. uh, Somebody who's less expensive, but I can't check the price of right now as we record live, because <laughs> the game is <laughs> updating as we speak, is um, Pablo Fornals, Ooh. who I have always thought is the most underappreciated member of the West Ham attack in that he's he always 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 quietly does bits yeah. but in a way that nobody really sits up and pays attention to and also in a way where very rarely they get in many people's fancy teams like my brother I remember um I think started I think either last season or a couple of seasons ago with Pablo Fornao's and his team and he was a bit slow to come to life, but once he'd settled, Bourne has always been very, very, very decent. And if you look at West Ham's fixtures, West Ham's fixtures are delicious. And uh, I reckon this week, if you're going to own a West Ham asset, why not go slightly outside the box and roll the spice? And bank on our boy Pablo. Because it, it, also, like I feel like Pablo deserves a little bit of love, you know? Because other West Ham assets, you know, the, the arrival of um, of Lucas Paqueta from Leon, mm. people have been fawning over him. Why not go for the old reliable? Get on Four Nails whilst he's hot.
1: He's certainly spicy. Um, I, I, he's never been incredibly pr- prolific in a West Ham shirt. Um, but the, I mean, I, I think he is great. The only, I guess, issue for you is thinking whether Paquetta is going to take his place because Paquetta can play as a sort of number 10. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I, th- I, I, I like it. It's, it's, it's spicy. It's very spicy. I think for me,
0: the, sort of mitigating the spice, sort of toning it down to the level of like a Korma or a uh, Roggan Josh, is the fact that with Paquetta, the thing that put me off him on a wild card is the fact that, you know, yes, he gets involved in the attack. Yes, he looked very tacky in his first appearance at West Ham. But equally, Piquetta's the more versatile player in that he can play deeper if he needs to. Yeah. And I'm worried that David Moyes' more defensive proclivities might mean that Guetta ends up dropping deeper in the long term. And that's purely speculative at this point. But we, I know what I'm getting from Paul now. Is, and like you say, he's not the most reliable pick. But as an explosive, you know, spicy, speculative gambling option for one week, can do much better than our boy Pablo.
1: It's a it's a great roller spice pick. I'm excited to see how he does. And against Everton, who haven't been doing too well.
0: I'll oh, bet. Everton a dog water, mate. Everton a <laughs> gash. Everton, I cannot cannot wait for Everton to go down and for us to be playing and Reading to be playing Everton at the Select Car Leasing Stadium in 2023. So oh, you, you heard it from me first. You, you know what, mate? With Frank Lampard at the
1: home, we can only dream. My role as Spice Pick for this week is riffing a little bit over what we've been talking about previously uh, with Newcastle uh, against the uh, resident whipping boys of the Premier League, AFC Bournemouth. And a lot of people are starting to go for Newcastle assets, I think. Uh, weirdly, the one that I'm going for uh, is one that had an amazing preseason. It's called eight goals in six points. Pre-season games, and he was touted. I remember amongst the FPL community uh, at the start of the season as being a, a good option, basically a good budget option. Uh, but seems to. Ooh. Can you hear me? All right? No, I'm still Dalek. There we go. I'm. Back. That was Ooh, awful. My that was continue? one of the most harrowing
0: experiences of my <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm. Uh,
1: anyway. Um, but yes, he's been touted as being a great budget option for a while but weirdly enough hasn't really risen up the uh, percentage owned uh, sort of stakes and that's Miguel Almiron who has been Uh, part of the front three for Newcastle uh, ever since the season started Uh, he's looked dangerous he's got a couple of goals he hit the post against Crystal Palace and I think against Bournemouth he could be a really decent option I think if I was wildcarding Almron would have been the cheap option that I'd have gone for, although I can understand Leon Bailey.
0: For a horrifying, horrifying couple of moments, um, I was worried that you were going to that in that during the opening spiel, I thought you were going to end up saying that you'd gone for whichever one of the Longstaff brothers has survived the cull at Newcastle. I can't remember if it's Matty or Sean. Well I think but, Matty's um, currently on was loan at the League
1: Two side.
0: That's right, yeah. So I think, is it Sean Longstaff?
1: It has to be Sean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean will never Yeah, my old chemistry
0: teacher was called... Uh, my old chemistry teacher was called Stephen Longstaff, and I ran into him on a holiday away at Scotland whilst Brilliant. he was still my chemistry teacher. And uh, he's dead now. So R.O.P. Oh, Mr. Longstaff. What a lovely name uh, You won't name be listening because you're dead. But... um <laughs> yeah, indeed, but but I just I occasionally crosses my mind whenever I see um, Sean Longstaff playing in the flesh, I wonder to myself, oh gosh, I wonder if he's a relation because he also did sound vaguely Geordie. But I was at that age when I couldn't quite identify a Geordie accent yet. I knew he had an accent of sorts, but I couldn't tell if it was uh, in the sort of geographic locale of the the Longstaff brothers. So um, Why I might you- have given away a little bit too much now. Y-A, yeah, Y-A. On the subject of famous Geordies, um, with Andy Carroll re-signing for Reading this week, I'm really glad that it didn't happen in time for us to be battered by Sunderland. Otherwise, I mean, the the Sunderland lads on the bus that I was on to the stadium on on Wednesday would have given me pelters for supporting a Reading team, which has Andy Carroll playing for them for the second time. This is a real divergence from your very good, very spicy Miguel Almiron pick, Finn. you, You know you, that Jay, Andy we... Carroll's picked the number two shirt at Reading.
1: I I, I, I did see that, yeah. Pretty, uh, yeah, a little, uh, infuriate a lot of traditional football fans, but quite amusing.
0: Uh, There's a massive delay, which is why I've given the really ominous pause whilst, uh, <laughs> whilst you were waiting for me to say something. But, but no, M- Miguel Almiron... For somebody who I've sort of had in the bracket of being a, a banter player for years, no, um, is actually, he's no, well, no, he's always been for me, he's always been a bit of a trier. I know he's been popular amongst the Newcastle fans in that he, you know, he always gives 110, percent as Ted Lasso would say. But
1: Jesse, Mosh. for me,
0: this is probably one of the first seasons when he's really started to sort of come into my fancy wild card yeah. thoughts. Um, I, if I weren't going for someone like uh, I, who did I go for in the end? Bailey, like ba- Leon Bailey and whatnot. Yeah, 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 I think Almiron would be.
1: And and you also Burnley already have the, three um, Newcastle assets in the
0: conversation. Indeed, because I'm just so hooked on the on my Newcastle, you know, smack at the moment that I just I, I couldn't accommodate. And, and,
1: so, Jacob. but
0: no I like it I, I, actually in between the two I'd actually say Almoran's the better pick for this week I might have put the Kai box on you now.
1: interesting well hopefully he is um, Jake it's been a pleasure talking to you I've quite enjoyed doing this Twitter live malarkey um, for the last half an hour my voice has been reverberating around my brain again ever since I shared the screen so I have been completely disorientated oh, but what, the voices
0: in your happened? head have started again
1: I know again <sighs> um, let's uh, Finish this uh, episode of the Drunken Transfer, Episode Nine, Game Week Eight. We were about to get Villa Southampton lines up with about in about three minutes, I think.
0: So yeah, that's right. We could fill for three minutes if you like. Well, we can, and then we can to, see you know, where just the Leon to Bailey keep starts. It interesting, current. Well, all I was going to say, you know, in that behind the curtains peak for people at home, because I know that part of the reason people tune in live is they hope to hear some. like Salacious gossip. <laughs> we we'll usually catch on our like pristine,ly curated live recordings that we put up on the Drunken Transfer Podbean website. By the way, if you're not if you're new to the Drunken Transfer, hello, welcome aboard. We are Finn and Jacob, two mates of varying fancy football ability, that have tolerated each other enough to start a podcast for this season and uh, share it with you, the good people, the good denizens of the interwebs. We're up to episode nine now, mm. and uh, we're delighted that you guys seem to be enjoying it. I mean, our, our numbers are ticking up slowly, and we seem to be curating a bit of a following. We're enjoying interacting with you guys every week. Completely. And, um Basically, the reason we're doing this live stream this week is because we knew we were leaving it a bit tight to the deadline, and we thought it'd be fun to you know, get you guys on, on board to you know, see it being put together live. This is basically how it goes down in the flesh, except we're in two separate houses now, about sixty seconds around the corner from each other. <laughs> uh, I suppose my my like behind the scenes thing for this week is is the fact that it, the minute we stop recording and stop broadcasting this, uh, Finn is actually due to come round the corner or dinner tonight with your box and, beer. Uh, I, I primed Finn before. With, with, your box, with my box of beer, indeed. And uh, Finn has also promised uh, his award-winning guacamole. We're having fajitas. <laughs> so uh, if, if you've got any like uh, fajita recipe suggestions, feel free to tweet them to us at Drunken Transfer. That's at Drunken Transfer on Twitter. We'll be putting up the recording of this afterwards, after which point it will be less current. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's yeah. that's us. That's, that's, that's basically me filling for three minutes whilst we wait for the Villa lineup.
1: Nice one, well done. If you've also got any um, questions for us at Drunken Transfer, it's below there now, you can probably see us anywhere on Twitter, but screw it we, we put up a little little link um, yeah, if you've got any questions about uh, our wire cards, our free hits, uh, about anything moving forward any advice for the next episode then um, please get in touch with us uh, and we would love to answer your questions we've now reached 7 o'clock lineups should be out Jacob, I'm going to check them Do you think Leon Bailey started?
0: Um, The whisperings that I've heard up until the deadline would suggest so, but I'm going to be even more heartbroken when you tell me that he's been benched.
1: Oh, well, I'm hoping for your sake that I'm not going to break your heart. Uh, That would be awful. Uh, Let's have a Goosey Gander Aston Villa official.
0: Because I'll tell is... you what, Stephen Gerrard is nothing if not a tinker. He doesn't know his best lineup. It really would not surprise me if Bailey's on.
1: The team is uh, Martinez in goal, uh, Ashley Young at right back, so no Matt Cash, Luca Dean, concert uh, Mings at centre-back. You've got McGinn and Kamara in the central of midfield. You've got uh, Coutinho, Jacob Ramsey, Ollie Watkins and Leon Bailey. So he does start Southampton. Uh, I presume they're going to have uh, James Ward-Prowse and <laughs> Kyle Walker-Peters, uh, who are two, of course, big options that people have been looking at on uh, the wildcard and the free hits this week, especially if Villa had a weakened team. Spoiler, only really Matt Cash out, so not really. Um, but Southampton have got Walker-Peters in. Uh, Ward-Prowse plays as well. The rest of the team are uh, Bazuno in goal, Chap, Salasu and Paro, Uh Diallo, Ward-Prowse, Elianusi, Gineppo, Adams... And then Adam Armstrong and Reading uh, Linky, uh, Monsieur uh, Theo Walcott, uh, hilariously, is on the bench. Uh, so maybe being welcomed back into Just the Just to think, you could
0: have been playing for Reading this week against Sunderland, but never mind. Jacob, um, this is the first that time that a... I've been able
1: to see your video through the entirety of, um, uh, the, entirety of the stream. Did you do anything different? You're joking. Have you have you been without my face this whole yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, I've just been listening to your lovely, lovely voice.
0: Oh, you didn't say. Yeah, no, I, I know. You, you said before we started recording that everything was fine. Yeah, no, it was fine. I've you, been doing just... the very polite thing where I've been putting my hand up in the air to speak like I've been at school in like. And year were you time. really?
1: You were frozen the entire time for me, but I checked it on Twitter and we could see both of us fine. Like your video was coming through fine on Twitter. It just wasn't coming through for me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: God, how embarrassing. Well, I'll tell you what, this has not been a good advert for Restream Studio, let me tell you. Sorry, so, Restream. Uh, uh, sorry, Restream. We we will not be coming back for a whoops. second helping. Uh,
1: Fulham uh, giving a debut to Willian, which is interesting. Uh, and uh, Mitrovic is there. De Koldova Reid is there. Andres Pereira is also there. Uh, Leno, Tete, Tosin, Reem, Diop, Paulinia and Reed make up the rest of them, and then I'll give you Nottingham Forest as well. I'll tell you what, Jacob. If you can guess the entire Nottingham Forest lineup, I will give you all the money in my bank.
0: I, well, which is about two pounds yep. <laughs> <So>, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, I, I tell you what, I'm not even going to a it. Okay. Is literally going to be like number
1: one. Henderson in goal. Uh, Cook. McKenna and Bolly at centre back, uh, Nico Williams and Renan Lodi at wing back. Uh, Then you've got Froehler and Yates in the middle, and then a front three of Gibbs, White, Taiwo, Awanyi, I think is how you say it. uh, Yeah, I think I think you're spot on there. And Brennan Johnson, sorry. Uh, So you know Brennan Johnson going to bag uh, a lot of goals, presumably tonight.
0: Well, bloody hell, if, if Bailey doesn't come out of this with at least a, a goal and three assists, I'm going to feel very short-changed. Completely. Uh, Finn, can I just say, before we wrap up, that I'm very impressed. The fact that you've, A, not been able to see my god-awful face uh, <laughs> the whole of the stream, but the fact that you've had your own voice on loop for the last, like, 40-odd minutes is, is a testament to your professionalism as a broadcaster. So, I so love thank you, you for... Uh, doing your bit to keep the good ship drunk and transfer afloat tonight like it's, it's <laughs> not gone unnoticed
1: Woo! you know what it's really weird because I can't hear myself in my head anymore, and you came back, so I, I don't think it's anything that we've done like wrong or differently technically. I think it is just completely random. Um, Jacob, lots of love. I'll see you in the next ten minutes or so, and we'll eat lovely spicy fajitas. I hope you enjoyed our rather spice picks. I hope you enjoyed the episode, uh, episode nine of the drunken transfer. Uh, is upon us is gone uh, and we will be joining you uh, again uh, probably with an episode out by next Thursday to talk about all of uh, the results from this week and the next game week moving forward which I think may be covering games that are on my birthday no that's the week after
0: whoa Uh, felicitations
1: thanks I mean I'm not there yet but yeah 25 in two weeks (laughs)
0: God, oh old. mate, listen when you when you reach the 25 club and you're over the hub, like it is like this immediate deterioration in your mental state. So just just be be wary. I fully expect your fancy football performance to drop off the face of a cliff the minute you turn 25. Yeah, it, it and I, I'm looking forward to tasting your sweet sweet guacamole in approximately 15 minutes.
1: Let, let, let's do it let's let's speed off because I'm I'm getting hungry at the thought uh, thank you for listening thank you for watching if you tuned in uh, we may well do this again at some point soon um, but maybe not on the site that we've been using thank you anyway love
0: you all and goodbye ciao for now see you later